Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, today is Father's Day, and sometimes with these these, uh, special days that are special and should be taken into consideration, they're not something that the church has brought into their calendar, but uh, there's still something to be said, right? Uh, You may look at our texts for today and say, I wonder how pastor's going to bring together a Father's Day sermon uh, with these Texts. I mean, you got uh, the people in the Exodus who are told the, the covenant of God and saying, we will do all that, we, all that he has commanded. We will do all these things. And then you get Romans chapter 5, where Paul is talking about how sin came into the world through Adam. And now, because of Christ, uh, we are saved and the free gift of grace has abounded for all people. And then you get the gospel where Jesus is sending out his 12 apostles to do his work. And he's saying uh, certain things that you would say, well, I mean, does that really apply to me? Does that apply to a pastor? What do we do with these things, right? Um, There is something to be said, though, for these texts, for fathers specifically, but men in general. Um, Nowadays, men are uh, not exactly held up as far as uh, being encouraged to do what they should do. Uh, If you watch TV, I mean, I, I I don't really watch TV anymore. My family doesn't really watch TV anymore with all the nonsense that's out there. But... When I did watch TV, most of the time you see men or dads, especially dads, actually. It's kind of funny how that is, right? It's almost like Satan's trying to do something. But uh, it's like dads are portrayed as buffoons, as men that just don't know what they're doing. They uh, need help at every turn. Or they're rude, they're mean, they're domineering. They're just, either way you look at it, they're not portrayed as good men. Very rarely do you ever see a good man portrayed in TV, movies, or things like that. You know, it's usually something's wrong. But the thing is, is that God sets forth the example that men need. And I'm going to talk a lot about men here, a lot about fathers. This is Father's Day. But this is not just for men. It's not just for fathers. It's for all people, right? Um, But we have to understand that the order that God has created, he wants men to lead. He wants men to take responsibility for what has been given to them. Men who are husbands, men who are fathers, or if you're not a husband or a father, you can still be a father to somebody, right? You can still uh, take someone by the hand and say, let me show you the right way to do something. Let me help you with this. You know, can I, can I do something for it? Can I serve you in some way, right? The thing is, is that men need to lead. And godly fathers, godly men lead the way in heeding God's word, in being, in being, being, being redeemed, and in walking in the newness of life. This may sound like a lot of law, right? 
do these things. We have to understand that whenever you talk about the law of God, and whenever you look at the Old Testament lesson, when it says that the people looked and they said, um, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Did they mean that? Or was that just them kind of crossing their fingers behind their back and saying, hopefully God doesn't know that I'm a sinner, right? Have you ever made a vow? Let me ask you that. Have you ever made a vow in your life? Now, some of y'all, if not most of you, have probably been baptized as a baby. But whenever you see a baptism happening in front of you here at church, what usually is the vow that the baptized or those speaking on behalf of the baptized have to say? Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? Yes, I renounce them, right? And that's a baptismal vow that we have and that we are reminded of whenever we see a baptism, right? Say, oh, I remember that. Or I remember that was said for me, and you know what? I said it again when I was confirmed, right? And when I was confirmed, I said I would rather die than fall away from the faith. So this applies to all of us, but I'm saying this because men don't hear it often enough. Men need to lead the way in reminding ourselves and those who would follow us that we need to keep these things in mind. We need to be reminded of God's word. We need to be reminded of the redemption that is one in Jesus Christ. And we need to remember that Jesus does say that we should walk now in the newness of life. Well, actually, St. Paul says that in Romans chapter 6 when he's talking about uh, the baptism that we are baptized into. We are baptized into, this, into the death and the, the, the resurrection of Christ so that we may walk in the newness of life. And our catechism speaks like this too, right? Whenever we go to the part about baptism, it's talking about what we are to do, and that daily we should remember we are now children of God. We are now washed clean today and tomorrow and every day that God grants us. When we remember our baptisms, we remember we were washed clean. We are now free and clear children of God. Not because of what we have done, but because of what Christ has done for us. So whenever someone speaks about the law and anything that we should now be doing, it must, always must come from the place of grace, one for you freely in Jesus Christ. So that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to give the encouragement that men need, that fathers need, to lead the way, to know that the only way that you can actually lead as a godly man is to learn how to follow. You cannot lead as a godly man without first knowing that you follow the perfect man, Jesus Christ. That with him, he guides you. He leads you all the way. And again, this is not just for men. This is for all people. This is for all people. Christ died for all. And in that sense, we see that in his death, we see the fullness of God's wrath met out on him that should be met out on us. That in his body, he carried our penalty of sin. 
And yet, in the cross, we also see the fullness of God's grace shown for us with his blood poured out to cleanse us from every spot and stain of sin. It is a wonderful thing to see our Savior crucified for our sins and raised for our, for, for our, our justification. And in this way, we heed his word that says, you have sinned, you have fallen short, and you have been redeemed. And now that you know that you are a child of God, Jesus says, blessed rather are they who hear the word of God and keep it, who cherish it, who hold fast to it, who cling to it with every fiber of their being because that is the thing that gives them the life to even hold on. The word of God tells you you are saved. The word of God with with the water in, in baptism, washes you clean. The word of God that has been pronounced to you, albeit from a sinner who stutters, that you are forgiven of all your sins by God himself. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That in the absolution, you have these things now for you. And today which I've heard recently you've switched to having this blessed meal every Sunday, thanks be to God. What a wonderful gift that is to have every week, week in and week out. Here in this place, you will be given the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of your sins to strengthen you so that you can face the world that's out there. Because Jesus in the gospel text for today, even though he is speaking to his apostles, whom he's sending out, basically pastors, to go out and preach and teach and to say the kingdom of God, um, the kingdom of heaven is here. He sends them out and he tells them, but it's also for you. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents. Uh, so be wise as serpents, but as innocent as doves. Be keen to see what the world is trying to do to you. Be shrewd with what God has granted to you to watch over, to protect, to take care of. And men, again, lead the way. They should be leading in this respect because we are given as men to protect and provide and procreate, to have children if God so so wills it, and to protect them. That in that, We also have in our catechism, it says what? It says in the parts probably you don't memorize, but it says, as the head of the household should teach his household, right? As the father should teach. They are to teach that we should be on guard in this world, especially, sadly, in a month like June, uh, This is going to maybe sound a little harsh. I don't know where people fall on this, but it is Pride Month in the world's calendar, the the calendar of the world, Pride Month, with LGBTQ and transgender and all these things going on right now. Everybody's flaunting sinfulness and saying that we must accept it, and we have to stand strong and say, no, we're not going to accept this. We're going to stand on the solid rock of Christ that says that even for those things, he has died. Even for those things that we should be not tolerant of, he has died for them. And we should pray 
And we should reason and entreat with God to save these people because they are in the depths of darkness without even knowing it. And it takes good godly men and fathers to stand, to speak. And if you can't speak in public or you're too afraid to speak, there are still things you can do, right? You can, like our hymn says for the day, um, if you cannot if you cannot speak, if you cannot speak like angels, if you cannot preach like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus. You can say he died for all. If you cannot rouse the 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 excuse me, if you cannot rouse the wicked with the judgment's dread alarms, you can lead the little children to the Savior's waiting arms. And again, if you cannot be a watchman standing high on Zion's wall, pointing out the path of heaven, path to heaven, offering life and peace to all, with your prayers and with your bounties, you can do what God commands. You can be like faithful Aaron holding up the prophet's hands. It takes all kinds of people. That's why the church is made up of all kinds of people. We need each other as the body of Christ. But God does call good men to lead. So I also want to say, if you're here right now, chances are, maybe not always, but chances are you are here because of your father, that your dad brought you to church. Or at least you had a father in the church who said, come to church, or someone that was there to say, let me help you out. And I, but inevitably, no matter what, whenever Father's Day rolls around and a pastor preaches on fathers, sometimes you get the remark, well, pastor, my dad was not good. My dad was not a good man. Or I never had a father. Thanks be to God that you're here, regardless. And you know now, I pray, the love of God, your father who loves you so much that he gave his own son for you and washed you clean of your sin. Thanks be to God for the Father who loves us, who guides us, who chastises us and disciplines us, but in the end, who, who, who loves us above all things. So, with that... I'll close with the last stanza of our hymn today. Let none hear you idly saying, there is nothing I can do. While the multitudes are dying and the master calls for you, take the task he gives you gladly. Let his work your pleasure be. Answer quickly, when he calleth, here am I, Send me, excuse me, send me, send me. God bless you on this day. God bless all of, 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 of the fathers out there. And if you do have a father, or if you had a father, um, give thanks to God for him. 
and pray for more fathers to be godly. And the peace of God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.